Welcome to the Healthy Hustlers podcast, a series of healthy conversations with inspiring hustlers. I'm your host, Madeline Carafa. In today's healthy conversation, I'm once again joined by father of three, Sam Wood. Sam is a creator of 28 by Sam Wood, an online fitness app that recently announced an exciting partnership with Bupa to help get Aussies moving. The 28 app is currently Australia's number one at-home fitness and health app. They have tripled over the last couple of years due to key investments in analytics, technology and product. I chat to Sam about his time in isolation, how he has approached lockdown with his family, the rapid growth of his fitness app, dealing with the closure of his gym, The Woodshed, and how he has managed to stay active and healthy with the current climate. I hope you guys enjoy this conversation of The Healthy Hustlers. This episode of The Healthy Hustlers is proudly brought to you by Donata Sugar-Free Ice Cream. Zero added sugar and zero compromises on deliciousness. Hello, Sam, and welcome back to The Healthy Hustlers podcast. How are you? I'm very well, Madeline. Nice to be back, and I hope you're doing okay in this very, very strange time. My goodness, we have found ourselves in some very strange times, haven't we? Especially here in Melbourne, we're both back in lockdown, which is oh, weird to kind of comprehend that we're back there. But how are you guys surviving in the at the moment, the family? Yeah, look, we're okay. I think um, you know, a bit of an adjustment as it has been for all of us, but thoroughly enjoying spending some real quality time with my girls at home. Um, you know, it's the little things that have kind of you know, of course, there's big things. My gym had to shut down and there's been some stresses, but it's more the little things. I think when you're a parent of trying to explain to your little two-year-old why the parks are shut or, you know, just ensuring that you, it's much easier to have these healthy hygiene habits yourself, but to get your little kids to use hand sanitizer and that kind of thing is a bit of a strange thing. But look, we're adapting like everybody is. We've got each other. Um, we've kind of got our head around homeschooling now for Evie and, um, yeah, we're soldiering on. Amazing. Yeah, it's it's one of those crazy times. And you guys are like right in the thick with Evie at homeschooling, two young babies, businesses, like you kind of would be juggling it from all angles, I'm sure. From a business perspective, have you had to kind of learn to pivot during this time or has there been any significant changes you've had to make? Yeah, pivot's the word, isn't it? Um <laughs> Look, my gym, the woodshed here in Brighton, was reopened for a whopping 16 days. So mm. we were just starting to get some momentum and some really sort of positive energy, both from our members and our trainers. And then we had to uh, go back into lockdown. So that was a really sort of crappy time. But I think everyone's um, been pretty resilient and positive about it. And I think we've sort of done it once. We know we can do it again. And hopefully the next time we do it, it's the last time. And I get from a 28 perspective, it's it's kind of been a combination of just being as flexible and open to help as many people as possible, whether that be through free live workouts. Nesh and I did free live workouts at 9am every morning for 10 weeks to help kids stay active while they're at home and parents stay active with their kids. And that was um, really, really well received. And then we've been able to do a couple of really um, exciting B2B partnerships through 28 that have helped us help big corporate organisations be able to look after their staff better or be able to look after their customers better during this pretty unique time. The lucky thing for us is we've always been at home fitness. You know, 28 has always been 
the at-home fitness program with HIT, with Pilates, with yoga, with simple, easy eating plans to follow. So we haven't had to change our product. It's now just more people need our product. So we're in a fairly yes. fortunate position that we're able to help more people and you know, we've put more stuff on during this time and we've grown during this time and we're just trying to help as many people as possible. That's awesome. And I love hearing those stories of, you know, you guys have put so much love and passion and hard work into this this business for so many years now. And like to see that it hasn't actually had a negative impact is so amazing. So I love, love hearing that. And the amount of people that you are helping during this time is so important because I think that's been one of the hardest things is to really stay motivated and to have sometimes even just that reason to get out of your pajamas, like in all honesty, like, you know, and especially coming into winter. So I think having those home workouts and, you know, especially you guys have such high energy. So being on there with you, it feels like you're literally just working out together, except you can't hear what we say back to you. (laughs) But apart (laughs) from that, it's, um, it's awesome. And I love the energy that that can bring to your day as well. I guess for anyone who has been struggling a little bit with motivation, especially I think, you know, for anyone in Melbourne who's going through that second round of lockdowns, like you said, your your gym staff were just starting to get really motivated again and and the members. um, And I know personally, like I was getting back into it and it was like, yes, I'm ready to go. And, you know, it's all the rugs kind of pulled from under you again. And it's like, okay, back we go. What advice would you give to people to kind of help keep their, their motivation levels high? It's a question I've been asked a lot over the last few months and I think I think a few things are key. Don't necessarily try and maintain your old structure because it's definitely a new normal that we need to adapt to, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't try and create a new routine or a new new structure that works in this current environment. I think a lot of people have gone from having a routine to losing that and then not creating a new one and therefore they're going around in circles a little bit. Um, I guess an add-on to that would be even though it's hard and you're at home, still have some goals set, you know, some good, strong, short-term goals so you kind of know why you're doing what you're doing. I definitely think moving in the morning is a really, really simple but good bit of advice. It means you get the workout done, you get the endorphins pumping. It is absolutely proven to help with your mental and physical well-being. And then I I think the other thing that we've had some really great feedback with 28 is, I love that I'm part of a community that even though I'm in isolation, I don't feel alone. I think that connection and that community and, you know, like you mentioned, the capability to do live workouts together and even though we're in our own lounge rooms, it really does feel like we're doing the workout together. There's just something powerful about it. You know, you kind of, it's a really hard time and you can't talk to people like you used to or see family or travel potentially. So to be able to... um speak to people through these online forums and in live workouts and other online capabilities can be a really, really powerful thing. Yeah, I love that. And I loved that you touched on routine because that was something that I think personally I found at the start of the isolation was, you know, for quite a while, I probably didn't have a great routine prior because life was just like all happening around me. And I was just kind of running crazy, trying to keep up with it with a new baby and a business. But what I found during isolation was being able to find that bit of routine again and how much that's actually helped me to thrive and to feel good and to wake up in a really positive mindset. So from your perspective, how with, I guess, the kids at home um, and the business, how have you kind of been able to create new routines and what do they look like? I struggled too, to be honest. I definitely think it took me 
no less than two weeks to kind of, I couldn't quite pinpoint why I was feeling a bit lost and frustrated and angry. I think it was one, you have to accept that you've got to control the controllables and this is one of those things that's not out of our control, so don't get angry about it. That doesn't necessarily help anything. And then to yeah, create that new routine. So for me, it was trying to work out a world in which I can spend as much time with my kids and my family but still get my work done and have that quiet time. For me, it was exercise to clear the head in the morning still and it just changed, you know, instead of maybe going to my gym or going for a run, it was how do we work out together as a family or how do we do live workouts where we're doing it with thousands of people all over the world rather than it me being a solo workout in my lounge room or in my gym. Mm. Um, and then open communication with Snez has been absolutely paramount, just making sure we, we talk to each other and if we're feeling a little bit overwhelmed, we ask the other one for help and we kind of be as flexible and as uh, open in our communications as we can be. And I'm really lucky that my office is, you know, a five-minute walk from my house. So if I do need to escape to do podcasts like this or a couple of hours of quiet time to get some real productivity, I can easily kind of extricate myself when the girls are having a nap or when Snezha's got things under control because it was just – it's just really, you know, with a nearly, you know, Charlie turns one next week, Willow's two and a half, Evie's been going a bit stir-crazy with homeschooling and school holidays and a bit of uncertainty, so it's been pretty full-on. But, you know, we've found our, our new routine and our new normal and you've got to be a strong, you know, like Evie needed strong parents. I think Willow and, you know, and Charlie, even though they're really young, they pick up on, if you seem a bit rattled, they sort of, you know, even though they're young, I feel like they pick up on that. So for us it was making sure we led by example, making sure we explained to Evie, don't get upset about things out of your control where, you know, even though it feels crappy that we can't go and see your grandparents over in Perth or, you know, you can't visit your friends like you used to, it's not the end of the world. We will get through this all your friends are going through the same thing. You know, there's something kind of, you know, weirdly nice about that we're all in this together and all experiencing such a strange situation for the first time together. Mm-hmm. And it'll go fast. And, you know, hopefully by the end of this year, we all look back and go, well, that's hopefully a year that we'll never have to experience again. But what didn't kill us made us stronger. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you touched on communication and even just that communication with Evie as well of making it really clear to her why this is happening. Because I think that's one of the the hardest things that we're kind of all learning right now is that letting go of control, like we actually don't have any control of this. And really in the grand scheme of things, we probably never did have control. It might've just been this weird illusion that we had that we thought we were so in control of our life and something like this happens. And it's like, hang on, I'm showing you who's in control. But I guess for people who are really still kind of struggling to let go of that control, do you have any strategies for how you became comfortable with it really quickly communicating to my 28ers I wrote a list of all of the things in life that we can control and then the other things that we can't control the event but we can control our reaction to it and it is our reaction to those things that often has a direct correlation to our success our happiness and and all of those other sort of really important things so you know and I wasn't quite as direct with Evie who's 15 and probably in that age bracket where these things can be quite a difficult thing to accept. But, 
the sentiment was the same, you know, like sitting yeah, down with her right. and talking to her on a level that was relatable to her about, you know, like we're so lucky with the life that we lead and we need to probably be grateful for the things that we do have and even though there's some things that we're going to have to go without over the next six months, the reality is we can go without those things and it's not really going to matter. And so let's try and I think, you know, we've got a lot of time at the moment and we've got a lot of a lot of thoughts going through our head. You probably want to put your energy into something positive. So, you know, I know it's for Evie it's been focusing on going for some runs and she got a little Fitbit and away she's been going doing her, doing her runs and tracking her runs and her friends have been tracking them and they've sort of been sharing results online and that kind of stuff and she's also got a couple of longer-term school projects that she probably wasn't going to start to the end of the year but it was now an opportune moment to maybe get a head start on those. So she's got a couple of friends that are away at schools where they go on these big camps so she's, you know, writing letters to them which I think is just a really nice kind of long lost art and uh yeah so you know it's been really like simple but beautiful things and and it's the same for us you know like Snezh and I have probably we're probably reading more books than we've ever read before Mm -hmm. late at night and watching old movies that we've probably both seen 10 times but we've never watched together you know like just just little things like that that I think you can kind of go look let's come out of this closer than ever and yeah, you know, definitely. Th- those materialistic things or things that perhaps you're excited about, like a holiday or something, you know, first world problems, we'll all get over it, we'll all be okay and um, hopefully we're better people because of it when we come out the other side. We'll be right back after this healthy break. Once upon a time, I quit eating ice cream because of the unnecessary sugar I was consuming. Then I got introduced to Donatico and my life changed forever. Donatico is a sugar-free ice cream range that is made right here in Australia by three Perth girls, containing no added sugars, all natural ingredients, nothing artificial, and approximately half the calories of a serving of traditional ice cream. It is no wonder why I'm completely hooked. Praised for having minimal and cleaner ingredients, Donatico are changing the way we consume dessert with no compromises on taste or texture. Donatico ice cream is so creamy and delicious. It's hard to believe it's sugar-free. Donata sugar-free ice cream is available in 1,300 stores around Australia, including Coles and IGA. Head to donatico.com to find your local stockist or simply click the link in the show notes. I seriously think that's such beautiful advice and I love that you're doing all of that with Evie. I think there's so much of that we can all take into our kind of everyday life and I know personally I'm reading so much more and it's so funny because I, every year, I reckon for the last three years I've had a goal of reading more books and I start really strong over Christmas where I read like a book in a week and I'm like, yep, I've got this, I'm going to do it and of course a year just takes full control and I never read and so I remember at the start of this year I was like, that's it, I'm actually committing to this, I want to read a book a month, Um, I've got my 12 books planned out and yeah, obviously now I'm reading them, which is actually great. So every night I go to bed and I try to say to myself, like, you know, even if it's been a bit of a flat day or I think without sounding too negative or like poor me, but some days can just feel like Groundhog Day at the moment because there's not a huge amount to look forward to. And I, I try to, if I get to the end of the day where I haven't shifted that energy or that 
mindset and I'm just kind of stuck in a bit of a funk, I go to bed and I'll remind myself when I'm reading my book, see, you're already knocking off a goal that you set this year and I feel like it definitely resets me to wake up a little bit happier and like I've achieved something the next day. So Yeah, I like it. I like it. So for me, it's yoga. For me, ah, it's um, nice. I'm trying to use the lockdown. We've just introduced yoga as part of the 28 program and you yep. can now choose every day do you do your 28 or do you swipe across and you do yoga or you swipe across and you do quick fix, a little 10-minute workout in case you don't have the time and yep. I'm notoriously bad with my flexibility. It's definitely my nemesis when it comes <laughs> to my sort of overall fitness and um, it's a bit of an in-joke with the 28 family that I kind of refer to myself as being as flexible as a bathroom tile and all this other stuff. And Oh, I love uh, that. <laughs> when Zoe came on board, it was like, right, time to practice what you preach and get on board the yoga train with all the other 28ers. So I, and it's been great because I must admit there's probably never been a better time where something can sort of slow you down and create a bit of stillness in your, in your world. And it can be so beneficial, just not just physically, but mentally. So I'm, uh, I'm loving it. I can't quite touch my toes, but we're making progress. And um, it. yeah, it's been a really, uh, really nice, simple, but, but, but important thing to focus on from a physical perspective. But I've been really yeah. pleasantly surprised by the, uh, the mental benefits. That's awesome. So where did the thinking of um, integrating the yoga into 28 come from? Was that, you know, something that SNES was really passionate about or did you guys just know the overall benefits of it and really want to bring it to the community? Oh, no, look, I've always been a massive fan of it. I think we, we want to continually add different workout options to the 28 program that give, give our 28ers choice. You know, I, I want mm-hmm. them to feel like everything they need is within one place but they can still sort of choose their own fitness journey as long as they're moving their body in some way as many days a week as they can so yeah yoga uh running is coming pilates is coming um yeah yeah, so yeah there'll be plenty of options yeah plenty of options i mean i think people are really starting to wake up to the fact that you can get incredible results in a really enjoyable unintimidating way from home and yes the more choice with great trainers streaming live into their lounge room you can give them the better off that they're going to be and when you can get all of those options at, at you know cheaper than a gym membership i think people are going to really yeah really love that. so yeah we're just trying to um use this time as we get more more and more 28ers on board to give them more and more bang for their buck and and more choice and you know sort of open their eyes it's been really good because they sort of came onto 28 for something else and they never maybe even would have thought about doing yoga but because they've enjoyed the program they now have a bit more of an open mind to that kind of thing and the feedback's been amazing it's like i never would have gone into a yoga studio sam but i've been doing yoga with zoe for two weeks and i can't believe how good i feel so and the fact i'm doing it sort of with them day in day out means i can relate straight away to exactly what they're feeling from this morning's practice and how we're all going, which has been great. Yes. And I think that's such a beautiful part of your business is that you're actually there doing it with them every day and you're so connected to your community, which definitely, you know, is so important all of the time, let alone especially now. How, from a connection perspective, have you stayed really in touch with your trainers and kind of helped keep them really motivated during these times? I think it's just about keeping it real. I think if you're feeling crappy, it's okay to say you're feeling crappy. You know, like if you, you know, I absolutely believe the reason 28 has been so successful is I'm honest and I'm authentic and I can relate to the 28ers. So 
when we were choosing who our other trainers would be, you know, we wanted to make sure that they were those kind of people, you know. Yes. Anna, who runs Quick Fit, you know, a year ago had four kids under four. So, you know, as far as a super mum and showing that it doesn't matter how crazy life is, you can still find that 10 minutes to get a workout in, you know, that was sort of the perfect person that we wanted to join the team. And Zoe, who's our yogi, is, um, you know, she's not too far down the spiritual track. She understands that yoga is something very different to different people. And she delivers it in a way that I think allows you to be progressive with it, but it also allows you to have it fit in with your personality and your other workout routine and your lifestyle in whatever way you want it to, rather than kind of forcing a particular extreme version of something onto you. And, um, you know, that's been really well received. You know, some people are doing yoga every day. Some people go, I'm going to do, I'm going to swap Sam's workout in for yoga once a week just to complement the HIIT training or whatever it is. And, everyone's got their own sort of way of doing it but we know it's been popular because last Wednesday was our um we kind of track what the tech guys do and they just said oh you might be interested Sam that today was the most amount of workouts completed on 28 ever we had 50,416 workouts complete in one day so that's a uh, that's a pretty big day of people oh, doing their 28 my- workouts at home yeah Goodness, that is yeah. a huge number. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. That's so amazing. My goodness. Talk about motivation. That would keep you going, Sam. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, yeah, I haven't I haven't actually uh, relayed that back to the 2080s yet, but it was a uh, – oh, it's just good. I mean, look, I think, you know, it's a combination of more members, more people at home, uh, more choice with their workouts – and yeah, and we've got a really, you know, we've got a, an eight-week challenge starting soon, and there's just lots of sort of positivity and support Definitely. and excitement and an in the community. Product. And an well, oh well, thank product. you. It's not so for me to say, but we are we are very very proud of what we've achieved and what what we the, the program and the product that we deliver. That's for sure. Yeah, no, I think it's incredible and it is so what the world needs more of right now. I think the more healthy habits and movement um, that we can be doing, the the more positive and motivated we're actually going to feel in turn. So it's such simple things to be adding into our everyday life and it can be such game changers really. So I guess from a a non-negotiable healthy habit of yours at the moment, what's your current go-to that you start every – or, you know, that every single day um, you inject that healthy habit into your life? Well, I've got two. It's my yoga and it's my walking the dog. <laughs> so, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, and, and the walking the dog is with Charlie. So yeah. it's uh, Charlie's in the little uh, baby Bjorn on my chest and uh, Hendrix is on the lead. Charlie is obsessed with Hendrix, my uh, chocolate lab, and who's asleep behind me on the couch as we speak. And um, – yeah, we go off for a little walk in the morning. It is amazing how just ha- leaving Snedge to deal with one little one is <laughs> like a holiday. <laughs> and uh, she is very appreciative that Charlie and I go off for a little walk, get her all rugged up. She's got one of those little, uh, I don't know what brand it is, but like a little, it's like a sleeping bag with legs effectively. With a hood and, yeah, the little, she, yeah, yeah. Snedge makes sure she's well and truly rugged up from head to toe and uh Away we go on our little walk, get a coffee on the, on our on our travels and um, take Hendrix to the park for a run around and it's just a beautiful sort of way for us all to start the day and clear our head and uh, and get going. Charlie sort of, she doesn't talk but she 
does her version of talking and chats away to me as we pull oh, leaves so off trees nice. and go for a go for a sticky beak. It's good. It's seriously the best way. I do the same with Georgia every morning. I put her in the little carrier and we walk down to the St Kilda Botanical Gardens and it's literally the best way ever to start the day. And same, I've got her in those big like Eskimo. She's got like 40 layers on the poor kid. I said to my sister-in-law, she ends up falling asleep most of the time on the way back. I switch her in like inwards of my (laughs) chest. And I'm like, half the time I think she's probably just too warm because I have her that rugged up. I'm so worried about it being cold in this freezing Melbourne mornings. Um, But it is such a bliss way to start the day and totally great. Just like puts you in the best mindset. Well, Georgia and Charlie are, what, six weeks apart or something, aren't they? Yeah, they're, very, they're so close. close. Yep. So, it's yeah. so funny. I saw um, one of your posts not long ago. I think it was a photo or a story where Charlie was sleeping with her little bum in there, like laying down on her yeah. on her belly yeah. with her bum in there. And it was so funny because that week Georgia had just started sleeping like that as well. And I remember thinking, oh, my goodness, this is so weird. Is she actually asleep? And then I saw your, your post and I was like, okay, this is obviously just an age <laughs> stage because Charlie's doing the same thing. It's very the cute. amount of times <laughs> I like will open her. I mean, she's on the little the monitor, but I'll I'll just sneak her door open to see how she's going. I'm like, how can that be comfortable? You look, Seriously. you know, one leg's back, you're twisted, but I'm so petrified of waking her. I'm like, you look comfortable. I'm just going to leave. And she kind of you know works it out herself, but you know they totally. fall asleep in the craziest positions. They do, don't they? Georgia's got this new one where she rolls because she's a belly sleeper. So she rolls from her belly back to her back, but she leaves her arm under her back. So oh, yeah. when I walk in, it almost looks like she's missing an arm. Yeah, but it so looks so uncomfortable. Back for information yeah, or literally. That somehow it's comfortable. Literally, yeah. and I'm like, how? But same thing. There's no way I'd touch it because I don't want to wake up. I just lightly put my my hand on her chest to make sure she's breathing. I'm like, okay, we're safe. She's obviously comfortable because she's out cold. Um, but how has little Willow been adapting to life with a little baby sister? I'm sure that would have been such a beautiful experience for her, but a little, a bit of a whirlwind, change, rocking her world a bit. <laughs> oh, she's loving it. Well, she loves two things. She loves having a little sister. And she loves that now that she has a little sister, she's not the baby. She refers to herself as a big girl. So, and you know, as her intentions are always so good, but she doesn't quite know her own size and strength. So, whenever she gives Charlie a loving hug, she sometimes almost squashes it to death. So, we've got to watch her quite closely. But yeah, they get on. It's it's funny. Like even at this very very young age, even now that Charlie can walk and defend herself and is a bit sort of stronger you can even see how much closer they're becoming yes and uh i think in the next sort of one or two years you'll really see i mean they're very close now but i'm sure they will develop a uh inseparable little bond where yeah they're um they're two best friends hanging out snez has a um has a younger sister uh oh sorry older sister um but, you know, similar, one and a half year age gap. And I can absolutely imagine, and they're super close, you know, you know Lydia is Snezha's best friend. So I can absolutely imagine our girls being quite similar, I think. Oh, that is so beautiful. And what a beautiful relationship to watch blossom and unfold over the years. That's so special. So, so special. Do you have any advice for mums and dads at the moment who are particularly in Melbourne or across the world who are still in lockdown? Um, we're in lockdown 2.0 here in Melbourne. Do you have any advice for them for surviving this time, second time around? 
Oh, look, I think it's important if you can do it in a safe manner to still get your kids active. I think, you know, all of these organised sport and PE at school and these other things that are no longer there, you know, even the capability to go to the park and play on the play equipment, you know, that's been taken away from the little ones. So get creative, um, you know, whether it's building cubby houses out of cushions in your lounge room or doing little workouts or playing hide and seek or going, you know, I don't think I've ever been for so many bike rides in all my life, um, <laughs> which is, you know, a nice thing. You know, you, I think we spoke before we came on air about how there always will be strange silver linings out of such an epidemic mm-hmm. like this. And, um, you know, one of them is definitely seeing many more mums and dads out jogging, walking, bike riding with their families. So, yeah, I'm all for that. The more things you can do together as a family, not only gets you active, gets your kids active, but is being a great role model. I'm a massive fan of. And, uh, yeah, make it fun. They're the three words that you should always have top of mind when you're doing activities with your kids. Don't make it feel like a an exercise session or a chore. Make it fun and they will forget that they're even moving their bodies and they'll be craving more. When you touched on the um, bike riding, it made me giggle because so Ryan, my husband's a mad bike rider. He's always ridden road bikes. And so he, at the start of this first lockdown, he got a puncher in his tyre. So he went over. We're actually really lucky that we've got a bike store just across the road. So he went over and was just having a chat to the guy while he's getting his tyre fixed. And he said, oh, so how are you going? Like, are you feeling the impact? And he's like, mate, We've never been busier. I can't keep on top of stock because that many people are buying bikes. And Ryan came home and told me and we went for a walk down to St Kilda Esplanade that night and it was packed with families walking and running and, you know, running in their family group. And we were both just saying like, if this is the silver lining of this, that people are actually, families are spending more time together outdoors exercising, like what a beautiful thing to come from this, to just think that, you know, we can be so connected and spend quality time together while doing something that is so good for our health and our our mental well-being and, you know, being outdoor in nature is just such a powerful tool for our mental well-being, I think, and and creating overall happiness. So, yeah, I love that you you said the same thing as well because I think it's, yeah, it's definitely a beautiful takeaway from this this time so far. Yeah, I mean, we we must live two kilometres away from each other. I know, we live so bit. close. <laughs> yeah, so, but, you know, along the along the bay there on the on the bike track, it is, I mean, it's safe social distancing, but it's just great to see a, a real hustle and bustle. I've got one of those those bikes from Amsterdam with the, um, with the big tr- sort of wooden trough at the front and Willow sits in it. So off we, off we go for our, you know, nighttime adventures, daytime adventures. We've got the lamp and the torch and the, we've both got our helmets on and off we go on these wacky adventures. Uh, and she I absolutely love loves it. You know, she's so curious. We chat the whole way. I can do a 10K bike ride, you know, at a really leisurely pace while we have the best chats ever and give Snedge and, uh, you know, probably Evie too a little bit of a break because Willow's, Adorable, but very full on. She's got a very, very <laughs> curious, <mate>. chatty personality. <laughs> so you've kind of, uh, yeah, you don't get much of a break when she's at home. But it's probably been the nicest uh, thing that I've done through this whole time, and it'll be something yeah. that I'll definitely do well after, well after COVID has hopefully come and gone. Oh, that's the best. I remember actually seeing that on your stories and I showed Ryan and I was like, oh, it won't be long and you'll be able to get one of these for Georgia. Um, it just looks so good that you can take her out in that. And yeah, I just think- well, It's got two seats with, and- with two seat belts and Willow's very keen for Charlie to join us, but she can't 
She's probably a little bit little just yet. I reckon she might need to be about about 18 months before she can sit up and the seatbelt's not too big for her. But as soon as she is safely ready, the three of us will be going off, that's for sure. Oh, I love it. That's so nice. Such a beautiful little bonding time for you guys as well. Sam, thank you so much for joining me once again. Always love chatting to you. Um, For anyone who is interested in signing up to 28 by Sam Wood, where can they find you? What do they need to do? Sure. Um, So just uh, 28bysamwood.com is the website. All the information about the program is there. And, um, yeah, if you're needing to keep moving, get moving and take care of yourself from home, I would absolutely love to work with you. Oh, thank you so much. So appreciate your time and I'll speak to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review. For any products mentioned in today's show, please check the show notes below and hit the direct links. If you'd like to suggest a future guest, please follow at The Healthy Hustlers on Instagram and send through a direct message. Until next week, don't forget to invest in you.